Welcome to Wizard Team, a Black magical podcast for Black magical stories. Hi everyone, it's Viana, Robin, and Portia embarking on a journey through the many fantasy stories written by and about Black people. First up, we're reading Amari and the Night Brothers by B.B. Austin. Today, we're discussing Chapter 3. Previously on Wither Team. Aww. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what did we talk about last episode? Uh, Amari receives a discreet delivery, but has to wait a ridiculous amount of time to open it. Eight hours. <laughs> so oh Quentin gosh, is bitch because how dare I hate it here. <laughs> How dare you? I am 12. This is the Wendy, sir. Um, (laughs) And when she opens the briefcase, uh, there's an ugly suit, an envelope, and glasses. And I like to think of the glasses as like, uh, if you've been to Disneyland and you've gone to like uh, Star Tours or any, like those like, or, you know, mm, like kind of like 3D, 3D glasses, glasses situation. Yeah. But like, I thought about them as VR glasses, like VR oh, experience glasses. Mm, yeah. Interesting. But I was also. See, I thought of them as like a regular sun. Cause she calls them like shades. Yeah. So it made me think of like. But then I, well, it I made me like think. Cool looking. Like, like, the, like uh, yeah. Like Iron Man, Tony Stark, VR? his glasses with all the, you know what I mean? Yes. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Either way, we're thinking about glasses, except for Portia. Portia's thinking about glasses. You cannot go outside. And I was thinking about glasses that, like, look unassuming. Yeah. And then... I was like, at the very least, they would look like the 3D glasses that they... they Remember, they used to make them look cute. Now they make them look ugly, so you don't want to take them yeah. with you. So I was thinking about the ones that look kind of ugly. They're not really practical. Um. So you're like, it's a whole ugly vibe, ugly suit, ugly glasses. Yes. The the vibe. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like, ugly suit, ugly glasses in the sense of like, did my brother have a body swap with the world's most unfashionable person? Why are you spending What is this? What are you doing? But no, because when she got the suit, she was like, nah, this is a very Quentin thing to do is to send me something that is hideous. (laughs) And corny. And corny. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, so maybe, maybe maybe she thought it was like a gag gift, like a yeah, gag right. like suit or whatever. Yeah. But then she puts on the glasses and we hear Quentin's voice. Bum bum bum. Yeah, that was sorry. That was it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting. <laughs> um, so yeah, we've heard Quentin's voice. Um, and then she whips her head around and sees him standing in the middle of his be- of her bedroom. So he just like she puts the glasses on. All of a sudden, he's here. Um, she like hugs him. She's like, you know, just it's a lot of emotions. She hasn't seen him in six months. Um, he just appeared here, and like I get it too. It's like you might have questions, but the first thing is just like, oh my god, you're here. What's going on? Um, so, okay. So she's like, she's so happy. She's like, we've got to tell mama, um, let's go. And then he's like, okay, actually, I just need you to, like, <laughs> he goes, he says, I'll explain everything, but for now, I just need you to trust me. So he kind of like sidesteps the mom question. Although, oh, I missed, I missed something. So this is like one part I really love. Um, 
where she says, I can't get the the words out fast enough as I stare up at his very alive face, a big goofy grin sitting below his wide eyes and uneven hairline. I'm like, as a a sibling, you're so excited to see your brother. You haven't seen him in six months, but you are not going to let it slide that his hairline is not doing what it's supposed to be doing. (laughs) She's like, you need a haircut, bro. Like, what is you doing? I think her, she was already like poised to be looking out for stuff. She's like, he sent me this ugly freaking suit. And like, I'm like, what else is off about this man? And she's, she's like already ready. Like, yeah. Already it's ready. like, and like, your hairline is crooked. Like, <laughs> like, look at you, a mess. Yeah. So like, I just, I, I saw that and it made me like, it made me laugh. Cause it's just like, of course. And you're black. So like those things matter. Like You can't just be out here. Can I also say, sorry, sorry, this, like, recently happened to me, um, and it's about to happen to me again, where my hair wasn't doing what it was doing. When I came to New York, do you remember, Portia? And I was like, I gotta go find somewhere to do something about this hair, because we ended up getting, like, a Black person meeting on the calendar, and I was like, see, I was slacking like I knew my hair wasn't on but I was like I'm gonna be surrounded by white folks and I'll be okay the minute you know (laughs) there's gonna be some black folks who are gonna see your hair and actually know that it is not doing what it needs to do and it is not giving what it needs to give tragedy so we figure out later. <laughs> that's why you gotta stay ready. That, so you don't like, get ready. That's my philosophy like I'm gonna stay ready. Stay ready. Not true. But you are unlike me. I be pushing the envelope because I'm lazy, and I know it. I know I be playing with fire, <laughs> and I get burned a lot. <laughs> but I be playing with fire. I really do. But like, so we find out later that like Quentin, well, at least I think Quentin could have done something about his hairline. Yeah. Right. We can discuss when we get when there, we get but there, I discuss, feel like, but like, but that's a good, I didn't think about that. That's the only reason I'm saying we can discuss when we get there because I need some time to pro- to think about it. I gotta, I gotta take some time to think about it. And that made it even funnier <laughs> to me because she remarks on it and I'm like, mm-hmm. and you didn't have to show up like this. So you. Yeah. That's hilarious. Okay. But when we get there, I also like for me, like I had thoughts about. Perhaps it wasn't his fault. Uh, and when we get there, I'll... I'll yeah. Mm. Okay. 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 We're going to put a pin in that. <laughs> We're going to come back to that. Um, okay. So he said... So she's like, of course I trust him, but how did he just appear out of nowhere? Um, he tells her to follow her. Um, and like she go- she does, but she has this moment where she hesitates because, again, she wants to tell her mom. Um, she's like... We, you know, we see in the first chapter how, like, things are really strained between them because they're both, like, in these very high, in this, like, high-stress situation um, and are trying to, like, make things work without Quentin being there. But it's not, like, he's a big presence in their life. And so she's, like, if she knows that he's here, then, you know, things can go back to normal. We don't have to fight anymore. We don't have to be sad and all that kind of stuff. Um, And so... It's just like, I don't know. It was It's another like, you know, sad, sweet moment as we talked about from like, we mentioned that last episode too. Of just like her really wanting things to be the way that they were. 
Yeah, I had a moment where, like, as she's uh, she's glancing back at her mom's door, wondering if um, Quinn's voice might have disturbed her mom as she's, like, walking around with him. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about how, like, touching it was that she thought the idea of his return um, would help relieve them of, like, all the tangled emotions that they've been, like, having since his, like, disappearance. And I'm like, that's, like, a lot of idealism and optimism for something that's clearly, like... There were things bubbling before he left for things to be the way they are currently. Mm. And even with him in the household, it doesn't mean it's going to actually resolve everything. Like, even if the biggest thing is the, the biggest problem right now is that he's not there, it's not the only problem. And him being back doesn't resolve all the other problems that have popped up since then. Especially because there's a lot of questions too, right? Like they, he's gone missing, but they don't know what he was doing. They don't know, like, there's so many like questions around who he is and what his job was and all of those things so it's not like he comes back and it's immediately great but it's like a relief and then it like as the relief kind of goes away then you're like left with all this other stuff um but again she's 12 so in her head she's just like great we just you know turn the clock back it's like nothing ever happened i i don't think that's like on i also think that uh, i don't want to undermine 12 year old thoughts i think that's mm-hmm. her wanting that to be the resolution yeah her, like inside probably knowing better but still like putting that as the like the main thought is oh it's gonna be fine even yeah she, like has reservations about it actually being fine yeah but i also think that like she and not to say that like it's because she's 12 but i think it's also just the like it's just like the way that you process things right and i mean i even think that we would do it it's like at first it's like oh things can be good again right you spend all this time wanting him back it's not so like he's back and it's like okay so now we can even if you have to move forward and things are complicated it's like the the thing that was really like pulling us down having you know we're grieving is like fixed or that particular part is like okay now um and you may move forward from that moment, but I think she's still in the throes of just, like, he's here. Like, she's in those emotions. Yeah, and I think it, it's interesting to me to think about the fact that when he shows up, it's like, there's still so many questions. And, right, so, like, even when he was mm-hmm. ostensibly not missing and they saw him, he was getting further and further away from them because he had this mysterious job. They didn't understand what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And, where, and now they're like, we don't know a lot. Um, mm-hmm. and so I think she's also kind of excited. Cause like, okay, he's back and now we can unravel the rest of this mystery without mm-hmm. the, like, like she knows in her heart that he's not dead. Um, but they're in being confronted with him being missing there. They have to actually confront the fact that like, he's been kind of, disappearing from their life since he took this job. Mm. So I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so he's like, we don't have time. We got to go. Um, and he leads her up to the roof. Also like, we don't have time. Boy, explain yourself. No. And that's the other thing. He's, it's like, it, that's the thing. There's like this, there's this like, um, urgency like and it's the same with with the discreet delivery from the last chapter Mm -hmm. like there's a sense of urgency of like no you just gotta go don't ask questions let's just go um and i mean again we'll find out kind of why in a bit but 
yeah, it's very rushed and it really relies on her trusting him. Mm-hmm. I also want to note that this is like very much in line with kind of like how we're, I don't want to say programs, but it kind of is like programs. Um, whenever we go into stores with our parents when we're young, it's like, don't ask no questions. Don't mm-hmm. touch nothing. Let's mm-hmm. get in, get out. <laughs> yep. And not do anything yep. extra because we don't got time for that. Yep. I've no, definitely had to preface that with Ami being like, all right, we're going in here. Don't say nothing. Just yeah. <laughs> like, shh, we're just, you yeah. know, yeah, that's it. I think he's also kind of relying on that, like, sense of urgency and, like, keep up and, like, you know, mm-hmm. so he doesn't have to answer questions. Oh, we're not getting into mm-hmm. that right now. Absolutely. Go, and, and we'll see why, too, yeah. because, like, part of it is the, like, it's not just the, like, don't ask questions, I don't want to tell you. It's, like, it's a surprise, <laughs> right? Like, it's a thing that he's trying to get her to so she can see this thing. So they get to the roof, and there's a boat on the roof, right? So he's not answering the questions because he wants it to be like this grand, like reveal. And how do you? Like, he's trying to, you know, this, like the what is it? The Will Smith, the Will Smith meme of him with his arms out. <laughs> ta-da. <laughs> like, ta-da. That's like what that he's trying to do right now. Nobody can see it. We see each other. The video is not even right. being recorded, but it's okay. Also, like, really funny to me because it's like, I, even reading it, like, I'm like, no, Quentin, stop and explain yourself. But you really cannot verbalize there's a boat on the roof that we're about to fly off. Right. You do have to see it. Yeah, because if, you, if, you, if somebody told me that, I'd be like, bro, you're bugging. Like, That's no. Good drug, <laughs> Put some brakes on this. Put some brakes. Then, then police officers <laughs> might have been on or something. You want, you want some good stuff. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there's a boat. It's the size of a school bus, and um, it has a log cob- cabin, cabin, a log cabin on the back of it. Um Smoke is coming off the chimneys and there's gold railings surrounding the front half. Amari laughs because she's like, this is, this is crazy, right? Like, this is ridiculous. How did, how did this get here? What in the world is going on? Um, and he's like, nope, gotta hurry. So he's like, get on the boat. Um, so they get on this boat. Um, she sees two bunk beds and swords. Also, I was thinking about the, like, common joke that we have about, like, Black people shouldn't just be getting on no boats. Does that go out of the way <laughs> when it's on the roof and your brother's telling me to do it? I wrote this down. I think... <laughs> is that an exception? I, I think so. <laughs> The thing about it is, like, he's not just her brother. He's also an adult. So if an it's adult true. is telling you can get on a boat from the, a floating boat, then you kind of, you kind of like, I mean... It's on the roof. I better Will try it out. And an adult said it was okay. I mean, I'm going to do it. I feel like there are um, clauses. There are. I'm sure that there yeah. are clauses and exceptions and stipulations. And I just want Yeah, to and know, I think this is probably one of them. This is one of them. Okay. I just wanted to, yeah. I wanted to be clear. It's a very specific thing, you know? Like, who knows? Maybe they weren't able to write that one down because, like... Secrecy rules. Maybe it's, like, an... Una- you know? Yeah. Or not even secrecy, but just, like... Just, like, you can't even... Th- like, you couldn't even think it, think of it, yeah. right? So maybe it's more like a... Like, maybe there's, like, a small clause that's, like, you know, there are... Extenuating, extenuating circumstances. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> and so... 
So I guess this is one of those extenuating circumstances. I mean, I just want to know that her mom did like kept telling them to not go to the roof because it was too dangerous. And like, she was like, like the same way I would feel whenever like people tell me not to do something. I'm like, you think I don't have common sense? You think I don't know not to step on right. the edge? You don't think I, I have a fright of the height? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to F with the side of the, the building. I'm not yeah. ridiculous. I'm going to hang out in the safe port portion by the door and not wander off to the side. You right. think that I'm three? Like, that's like I, when we were... It's, it's like my mom and I recently were talking to Ami about like stranger danger. I think because something came on TV or something. And she was just like... Why would I even? Come on. She's at the age, like, you know what I mean? Like, if it had been, I, not that we haven't talked to her about it before, because I remember talking to her say, about it when she was, like, first to going you. to school. When she was, like, six, and she was, like, okay. You know what I mean? And it was a different conversation. But as a 10-year-old, she's, like, come on. But see, but see, but see, <laughs> she's, like. But she'd be lying, because then she'd be telling you about her friends from the games. She don't know them people. Well, that's over with. But, again, she's 10 now. That's different. Like, I was born at night, but I wasn't born last night. She was born in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> no, she wasn't. It was, sometimes. like, morning. It was morning. Okay. But sometimes it shows. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so we go into this, into this, be- into this boat with two bunk be- beds and swords. Um, but we don't have I'm time like- to dwell on that. <laughs> like, why are there swords? But we don't have time to dwell on oh, that because shit. Quentin pulls her... Um, to up another staircase, they end up on the deck, um, and there's two large wooden captain's wheels. So this is like tight. So like there's two wheels. One is like faced like how you would normally see it, and the other is like perpendicular to it. Um, and so there's like the one that turns left and right, and then the other one goes forward and back. So it's like how you steer this boat. A, a spaceship, a fly, sh- a, a flying f- ship, a flying yeah. ship. Yeah, because it. What are those called? They're called something though. I don't. I just thought it was a. I don't know. Flying boat. A uh, a uh, uh, helicarrier. The the Quinjet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So an so airship. An airship. Airship. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So then he start steering and the ship rises in the air so now they're flying um she throws both she says i throw both arms around the railing holding on with everything i got and for some reason i also like think of like it just very much gives like not titanic because his arms are out you know what i mean but it's just like that kind of vibe of just like oh my gosh like we're in the again i guess the world the universe is telling me i need to rewatch. Uh, Marvel. It gave me Avengers when they're like, I think we should get inside. I'm going inside. Oh, mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to show my fantasy nerd, but I love um, No Game in Stardust. Um, There is an airship in that one, and that's my that is now my like visualization of airships is that the one from there with Robert De Niro as the captain. Mm. Mm Hmm. Um. So, okay, so she's like, Quentin, we're flying. You're going to act like this is normal. And then he goes, maybe it is. So clearly this is like, one, that's very slick. But also, Mm -hmm. like, he's... 
He be in Very stuff. smug, I guess. Yeah. He's definitely into some some other shit. He's definitely on some other shit. <laughs> and Amari's finally learning what all of this is. They um fly over the ocean. Um, and then she looks through a telescope into the ocean. Um, and after a while she starts to see like these trains under the ocean so it's kind of like it's really dope and really like magical i mean okay we obviously we're in this is like the first thing we're seeing right we've seen the discrete delivery service and then this is like our first kind of magical thing but i do really love how expansive like this underground magical world is and there's so many different things like we got a flying boat and we got trains underwater like it's just like very um different and it's cool to kind of see like we get a lot of like books about like black kids wanting like trying to make it out of the hood which is you know has been done in to various degrees of like actual like not making the hood sound like the worst evil layer ever. Yes. Like yeah. villainizing other people community members mm-hmm. within that area. Yeah. Right. Um and so but and like we'll we'll get into that because we'll see more of like her community, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and like so we haven't fully gotten that part of the story, but I do like, because, you know, we have mom at in chapter one talking about, like, you know, like her school being this gateway to, like, all of these opportunities and, like, not being stuck where she is and being able to, like, make something of herself, in quotes. Um, and so this is kind of a parallel to that, um, except, like again, like, you know, the broaden your horizons kit. And like, they mean literally, like she's on a flying boat. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's one of those things where it kind of like expands the idea of what that means. Um, because he's like, I would just want you to see like all of the things that are out here. And the things that are out here is the, what do they call it? The, um, uh, the, the, the international railways, railways of Atlantis. Atlantis. Right. So, like, that's something that's out there. You know what I mean? Not like, oh, you could become a fashion designer, which isn't a knock on that, obviously. But if I could be on the railroads of Atlantis versus, like, having an actual job, I would want to be on the railroads of Atlantis. So, like, it's just, I just like the way that, like, Quentin is that kind of vehicle for her to see all of these, like, really new and fantastic things. I'm going to get into this a little bit when we get closer to like MVP and bench, but mm-hmm. there's something about, and maybe it's because I'm, I'm actually reading this as an, as a full adult. Um, whereas like other middle grade, like urban fantasies I read closer to like being a kid and the world was wide and open and full of possibilities mm-hmm. and stuff where I'm just like, more and more appalled by the idea of like the secrecy behind these things um mm. because th- and we will meet some of these characters later but like we even get a good sense of this with like Emily Grant and we talked about this in the first episode of like those children knowing 
all of these possibilities and it not coming Mm, mm -hmm. in these kind of like, you have to wait until you're about to step in the room to know the room exists. Mm-hmm. And so you don't like there are tons of people, right? Like I see this every day in my like life, I'm sure you guys do, where you're trying to like not only integrate yourself into these spaces, but you're trying to figure out how these spaces work and what they are at the same time. Yeah. And there are Absolutely. tons of people who come in to integrate themselves into the spaces and that that is a journey that we all have to do, right? But they come with the background and the knowledge and all of the and knowing the ins and outs of these things beforehand they're not like having to assimilate and excel at the same time and Mm -hmm. I don't know why but this time and this reading with me where I am in my life again I always say like we read the same books we don't read the same stories because our own lens Mm -hmm. but like I I was so mad I'm so mad yeah I mean, I do think it's like you definitely tap into my bench thing that we're going to talk about later. Yeah. Um, but I definitely was like, for me, it was the fact that, um, like, Quentin having to be a trailblazer and like having this be the first thing, the thing that he knows, um, like we, we talked about last week about how he made sure that he had this delete discreet delivery available for Amari should anything happen to him. Um, or like, should, uh, the, like the, like he ha- made sure that she had something of him mm-hmm. and he is like the, that this is the thing that the thing is like, look at this world. Um, not that it's just like wondrous, but that it's like something that you that's been here all along, and you just haven't had like had access to it. And the first thing I'm going to do is make sure you have like some access to like the wonders of it. Is like super, like an older brother looking out for someone. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. I think it's something that we're taught as black people to do is like to look out for other people mm-hmm. um, and help other people. Like when you open the door for someone else and help them right. too. send the ladder back and, down. Yeah. And I think that like, this is reminding me a lot of like, the like the idea of like not knowing and having to like assimilate thing is reminding me a lot of like, so, like what I went through in high school, I did not realize. So I was in a lot of the AP classes Um was that there are opportunities that were presented to me in those AP classes that I didn't realize other kids in other classes weren't learning about. And then I didn't think anything of it. I thought everyone was learning the same stuff about mm-hmm. um, something basic, like co-op classes as an option, where you could do a study hall your senior year. And instead of just doing study hall the whole time, you could use the study hall time to take a college course um, at the college and get college credit early in high school. I thought that was something that you just knew as a senior. I don't remember how I picked it up. I think I might've learned about it junior year. So I had it in my schedule for senior year. And I didn't realize that that was something that no one else knew about until probably like, I think my sophomore year of college, I was back home. I was hanging out with my friend and she asked me about it. She's like, how did you learn about co-op classes? And I was like, what? And she's like, how did you learn about it? And I was like, I don't know. Didn't they just talk to us about it in junior year? She's like, I didn't know anything about it. No one in the other classes said anything about it. I think you got it in your AP class. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh. I had a moment to like 
let people in on something that was going on, and I had no idea that no other, no one else really didn't even didn't know. About and that's it. by design right. too, right? They make it yeah, seem so normalized, and then you don't want to feel like. Oh, and like the whole kind of like elitism of AP classes and stuff where you don't actually really want to rub it in your friends' mm-hmm. faces that you're in this AP class and they're not. Yeah. You don't want to draw like attention to the fact that you're, you know, in honors classes because you. Mm-hmm. But my friend, like, it's not even like it was a big deal to, I mean, I don't know. There's people were different ways about talking about people in AP classes. But I think that for the most part, no one really begrudged the fact that I was in AP classes and they had the, like, the. I never had like um, my sister was not an A like an AP English I think she got an AP something else, and she was telling me about how like one of the teachers she had for regular English uh, was uh, one of the like few black teachers that we had at our school, and how she spent time talking about how she was one of the first kids to integrate the high school in our hometown, the same high school we yeah. were attending. And I'm like, I never got to hear those discussions because I didn't get to have those teachers because that wasn't the level. Right. So like we all got different things from our different courseworks. Um, and not that that is like an equivalent exchange. Like we should have been able to have all of the stuff available for everyone. Everyone should have had access to co-op. Everyone should have had, had the opportunity to hear about school integration from a direct source. Um, it's just that it's like, it's ridiculous that like the like elitism of like withholding and like functionally like making it so that people will not know what they can and cannot have access to until mm-hmm. it's too late. Totally. Yeah. I think without giving spoilers, this is going to be something that comes up a lot of time, yeah. <laughs> a lot as we read it. And I don't have theme. anything to add without spoiling. <laughs> so I'm just, gonna... it might be a scene of I'm them. like, I have thoughts, but <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I have thoughts, but I can't say them yet. So. <laughs> is brought to you by Black Nerds Create, a collective providing content through the lens of critical and creative fandom. If you want to support or partner with BNC on projects like Wizard Team, let's build. Find out how at blacknerdscreate.com support. So... Amari is looking at the trains um, and it's and she's kind of like not really understanding like why he's showing this to her. Um, He says, I want you to know how vast and wondrous the world really is. Everything you've seen from those trains um, to the ship is real. They're out there anytime you want to see them. Everything except me. So plot twist. (laughs) Like we're like, huh? What happened? Um, So we find out that she, her putting the glasses on, she's now in what they call a wakeful dream, which is another bit of like interesting magic. Um, She said that, or he said that he left instructions in the for this delivery in case something happened to him, and he's like, I don't know what that was. I assume, you know, I consented to doing whatever the thing was. Like, I took the risk um, in the job that I have. And so, you know, 
I knew it was gonna, I, not that I knew it was coming, but I prepared for it and like, am okay with that. But I do wish that I could have done this like in person. Yeah. So we find out that like, he's not actually here, which now we can talk about this hairline situation. <laughs> right. So my thought was, and now Portia's thought actually makes more sense, but my thought was like, he's designing like an avatar or a video game character, right? And they do the little like yeah. stop motion animation or whatever, upload it to the main. I've been, I watched um, the show on Amazon Prime called Upload. It's actually really, I, I really do. like that show. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I love that show. It's really good for talking about death yeah, as well. It is so. very good when you talk about death. Cause it's basically these, like you can, in this, in the universe of Upload, you, you can die and upload yourself to this basically like, your, your body, body can die, die and you upload your, your consciousness, consciousness to like this like matrix. It's basically like what mm-hmm. what the metaverse wants to be, which is kind of scary when you think yeah. about it. But as they are want to do, there are still class issues. So rich people live this fantastic life and then they have poor people uploading themselves and they have this like five gigabytes. They can't talk to their loved ones on the outside. They they basically got to use like phone yeah. cards to be able to like make sure they have access to continually be running their consciousness continually. And they get ads and they're nickel and dimed yeah. and mm, um yeah. and then possibly maybe um there's a conspiracy that they're getting for people to upload themselves to in order to like shave the population. I'm not quite sure. I haven't we need a new season. I haven't finished. I haven't started second okay. season. Okay, well, two season yet, so there's better be there better be a season three. That's all I'm gonna say. So <laughs> um, anyway, but so I possibly because I had recently just like binged upload thought of Quentin uploading himself kind of like a will, right? So like this is how I'm gonna mm. like this is my will to Amari or whatever. Um, and in which case, you choose your clothing choose your hairline right. <laughs> right you go to the barber, to the virtual, the virtual barber. barber <laughs> and he was like whatever she don't care like she's not that important or not that she's not that important yeah, but like not- i'm not trying to impress she's my sister she's seen me exactly. any kind of way anyway, yeah. So, yeah Portia saying there is a coder somewhere I'm who didn't saying- have the range <laughs> yes I'm saying that like we all know that these algorithms are racist because they don't actually think like we do so whenever they were coding this uh, dream together they didn't pay any attention to the hairline because like do they care about hairlines being fresh no they don't know what that looks like like you probably mm-hmm. saying she gets away with like like not being on her tip top tier because they don't really they notice things so they don't, they don't know how to speak about the things whereas black people do and we'll read you and the filth so Mm-hmm. Yes. So even if I you're missing, I'm gonna comment on your hairline. <laughs> I ain't seen you in six months, and the first time I see you, your hairline like, ain't together. Yeah, man, you should went to like, the barber ima- first. Like, imagine like Real Housewives of Atlanta with edges. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you they don't let you get away. I'm so happy to see you, big bro. I'm so happy that you're and and at this point, she thinks he's alive. Like she's seeing him. Like what's yeah. up, mama? So. um mm-hmm. You obviously look like you haven't suffered any damages, and we will talk about that later. But since you look in perfect health, what the fuck is going up with your hairline? <laughs> what is that? What is this? <laughs> I also want to note that, like, 
while this is like an AI, basically, like it's a dream, but it's basically it's it reads like a, an AI kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he does say that this is all real, like like even like like everything about this is real. The trains in the ship, um, and so it, I was I noted in my notes as we were I was reading through the chapter about how like so many different details about the ship, like the bunk beds, the swords, how the steering works, mm-hmm. read very real. Like it has to come from a basis of a reality in some way for the yeah. like, minute details to be so well included and for him to have like explanations for them to give to her. Um, that I was like, I'm super glad that this is kind of like being extended to her. Like, yeah, she could wake up in the morning and be like, Oh, like was this all like a dream was I just imagining this because I wanted to feel something for my brother mm-hmm. but the fact that like he's going out of his way to make sure she knows that like while this is all wondrous like you this is us in real life and you can the same things you're seeing here you, I'm telling you right now how you can like uh, maneuver them for use should you encounter them in real life right because yeah. you because you will, you will. Is, yeah yeah Okay, yeah. So Amari is like, what happened to you? Um, Quentin is like, I don't know, because again, this is, it's a dream. So it's not like, like Quentin made it on some day off he had and was like, in case something happens, like send this to Amari and not, you know, like break. So it's, it's not the most updated version, I guess, of, of her brother. The dream was only supposed to be sent if the Bureau declared him missing or dead. Um, Amari is still holding on to the feeling that he's still alive. Um, and so and tells him, which I love. Quentin, yeah. Like, Don't She's worry. like, you're only missing. You're just missing. Yeah, that's fine. Don't worry, brother, avatar brother. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> um, and so he says, whatever happened to me, please don't let it discourage you from exploring this world to the fullest. So yeah, he's essentially just like, this is an amazing place. And I think that's also the thing. Like he didn't want to tell her first like something happened to me. He was like, I want you to see this thing. I want you to see how cool it is um, before we get into like the sadder and like darker parts of something that may have happened to me that I don't know about. He has left her a nomination with instructions on it. Um, And she's like a nomination for like, she's kind of like confused. Everything goes black. So that's the other thing. He's hurrying her through because there's a time limit on this dream. Um, you can't pay for the big buck plan. Be on 3G. No. <laughs> Not the 3G wakeful dream. <laughs> it was like me traveling through Wyoming and I couldn't get no signal. Cause... <laughs> um, so yeah, so he says, time's up. And he calls, him, he calls her Chicken Little, which is adorable. Um, and says, I love you. Amari says, I love you too. I'm going to find you. Um, the real you, no matter what it takes. So we kind of get the stakes at the end of this is like, okay, she's been nominated for to enter this world. Uh, we don't fully know what that means, but she has this nomination. He's missing. And so in order to find him, she has to like do the thing, you know, like go into this fantastical place. Um Fantastic. And she leaves him by saying, I love you and I'm going to find you. And I just. Yeah. She said, I have a very particular set of skills. (laughs) (laughs) 
but she it's also like she was like he's like she's like you put a battery in my back like i was already ready to go find you but now, now? you like gave me the juice that i needed the juice and like, like oh, a clue right because before she's yeah. like just uploading random stuff on the online it's like that's not really giving me anything to go off of i'm still at home i'm still mm. you know just like going through the everyday like drudge of life um and now she's like oh okay like you're giving me something here, like some yeah. something I can actually go off of. Um, Definitely, and so we don't make this it happen. Entire world has something to do with where you are, and mm-hmm. so I'm going in. I don't care what it is. I'm going yeah, in. yeah. So exciting. Um, yeah. So that's. I mean, that's where we leave off. We have this this nomination um, to a place, um, which is more likely the like they mentioned the bureau in the last chapter. Um, so yeah, we just have to wait to find out what that means. In more than eight hours, as a mom. <laughs> Y'all got seven days. Y'all gotta wait seven days to find seven out. Seven whole days. Hate that for you. Um, you have the book, so you are reading along with yeah, us. Yeah, I was gonna say, just read it. Y'all like, are reading along with us, I mean, I would, I can, under, like I said, the painting is yeah i was gonna say when we announced i know some, like um i think lena in our discord was like well I'm reading now <laughs> so some folks will have will be on you know will be on point by this point but if you're reading piecemeal like we oh, are um you'll find out next week maybe like, i don't actually let's be honest we have each read this book before so if you want to, because we're doing this chapter by chapter, do not wait seven days to go to the next, read the book yeah. and then reread it along with mm-hmm. us chapter by chapter. Mm-hmm. Then your your mm-hmm. life will be better for it. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine waiting. <laughs> I couldn't. No, if I was reading for the first time, oh, absolutely not. I couldn't, mm-hmm. that would, that I wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> and it's such a, like, and I'm saying this as a, like, I don't want to understate, like, whatever privilege I may have in being able to read as quickly as I do, especially middle grade books. But it's such a quick read. Like, mm-hmm. it really was yeah. a quick read. Yeah. Um. All right. MVPs. Quentin. Um, yes. Agreed. I love, I mean, I have issues with a lot of things, but I love how loving he is in showing her this world, how much he lets her know that it's important for him to, to be the one to show her that he, um, in the midst of like taking on these challenging things and taking on this job is still thought like, if something happens to me, the person that needs to know is Amari. Um, Mm-hmm. And that, so it's just like, and also to enter the world. Right. Cause yeah. like, I, this is something I meant to say earlier is that like the, thing includes the nomination so it's not just oh you're gonna learn about this place and you're gonna find out something bad has happened to me also like if something bad's happened to me i want you to get in there like i want you to be there right i want you to maybe he's not explicitly saying find me but he's essentially saying like yeah (laughs) and so he's setting her up to to do that and not just being like don't go after me you know he's not doing that he's like nah enjoy the world i think if he was dead it would be like enjoy this world and be in this place but if i'm missing find me <laughs> and like, of everyone if i'm missing you're the one that's not going to give up you're going to find you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i know who mm-hmm. you are. so i just yeah amari um has 
a wonderful big brother who really embodies all of big brotherdom. And I'm sending my big brother this book and being like, what could have been? <laughs> so he's taking notes. What could have been? <laughs> you know? Yesterday he was mad at me because he said, I've carried you for this long. You need to buy me an Asia Wilson jersey. Like, boy. Excuse. <laughs> it's a lifetime commitment. I was like, didn't you just didn't you just watch his kid? Sure did. <laughs> My mom did the heavy lifting. I, I took me three days to sure. uh, change a diaper, and I was really proud of myself <laughs> about that. And then I was like, God damn it, there's no one around. So I guess it is me. Oh, Fine. my gosh. <laughs> Speaking of sending your brother a copy, I sent my brother a copy of this book uh, for my nieces. And he's, he and his uh, he and my niece have really in, been enjoying reading it. And I'm just, like, super glad that I'm, like, I talked about this on Twitter. I'm like, am I going to be the annoying aunt that's like, she only talks to me about books. Like, it's just. Oh, well, that's what I plan on. I totally will be. But I 100% am gonna, I mean, like, I'm already, like, kind of do. I'm doing it with Ami, but, like, once my siblings start having kids, psh, Here's the thing, too. I mean, I'm probably not going to be as, I'm going to, it'll be a couple books. I, I'm not going to, I can't take over their entire thing, but I'm going to send some lists. I'm like, just I, take this list, go to, go to the library, go to the bookstore. I have definitely done both where I'm like, here's go to the bookstore. I sent my um, one niece when she was like 15 and was like, I don't really like reading. And I was like, what kind of movies do you like? And then I sent her the like YA Black Widow book. Um, she didn't really like mm. reading. And I was like, fine. <laughs> but uh, she did like that book. I am not sending my brother Amari so he can read it with my niece. Cause that's my job. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, I might. So, like, I've also there. Like, there are a couple of things where I'm like, I'm not giving you that book because um, that's my that's me. That's, on, that's on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a that's mm-hmm. a me and, and me. Yeah, like, or not like, like not. Yeah, I feel like being the book auntie is a that's aspirational. It's a great place to be. Is is there a non gendered form of that though? Like. uh like I know that no, we I had talked about this I th- maybe with my sister um and I don't know that there is we were like literally we were like what is the gender neutral like form of auntie or uncle there has to be I don't one. know if somebody knows please yeah, let, let us know because I have not heard it I've heard like nibbling for niece and nephew niece which I don't nephew. love that yeah, word I but, but I haven't heard but I've heard yeah it does sound like food that's what it is yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, so Quentin, I was an, another mark for Quentin. Yes, he was also my MVP. Um, was that, and I, this actually might be a, a detriment, but I just, uh, for me, it was interesting that, as Robin said, Amari was who he chose to be the one to come after him. Um, I, for me, it was interesting that we're going to learn, like, there's reasons why. Amari is has to be the one and not his mother. Um, but in particular, the fact that his mom's not like gonna have like doesn't isn't the one who has sent this message, isn't the one who got the delivery. Um, like purposefully the delivery was made when she was out of the house and like his job was mysterious to her in the first place makes me a little concerned for like what Quentin has actually like been part of and like like upholding it a, a bit. 
um, and having to like involve his like 12 year old sister is something that he's clearly like missing from. Uh, so while I really like he is my MVP, I am also a little concerned with uh, the fact that Omari is the one who's chosen, like the chosen one um, and not the grown adult. Because she's 12. Yeah, and I also think that, like, I didn't take it as, like, him... I don't think he... He didn't explicitly tell her to find him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think he gave her the... Like... I know that. I get I get that, but I also yeah. get that, like... But again, he sent the information, and the first information that the family has received since he's been missing... Right, is to the, is to the 12-year-old. The mom was not around. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, what about benched? I don't really, I guess I probably agree with y'all because I didn't really have like a person, so y'all can say yours, and I agree. <laughs> so I kind of alluded to it, but I'm gonna do the first one, which is like a throw, not a throwaway one, but it's a personal bench, which is reality. Because why can I go see the international railways of uh Atlantis? Uh, this life and this reality Boom. is ghetto and I want some magic and I'm mad that it, mm-hmm. I don't have it. Um, and then yeah. I termed it as exclusivity. Um, and that to me is like kind of what I was talking about that, like I, that sense of you have to, she has to wait, right. To, to get this, to get this. And like, we'll find out more about, um, the Bureau and, like, Quentin's life and stuff, but, like, I would have also loved for Quentin um, to have gone off and, like, joined the Bureau and stuff and been able to go home and talk to Amari about it and tell her about it and walk her through these things, especially because, as we see, he's giving her a nomination, we are assuming it's a nomination to this Bureau, right? Like, he wants her to join this world, um, and so it would have been lovely for her to like find out about this world and to be kind of more um, tied to this while he was there to kind of hold her hand in real time. And a lot of that keeping secrets and stuff to me reads as exclusivity and to exclude because as we will get to see people who grow up more closely tied to the world they they also have to get nominated and stuff but they come knowing more and i would have liked that for amari but because of who quentin is where he comes from he's not afforded that and he goes along with it um in a way that i wish he wouldn't have yeah yeah so uh similar thoughts uh, but I termed it as elitism because I was thinking about like the elitism of like, first of all, as I mentioned just a second ago about like, it's Amari and not his mother for a very particular reason, um, given like, spoiler, not spoiler, training, basically, like catching someone at a young age and training them up or whatever to accept things as the way that like the institution has them. And the way that his mother, because she has not attained this and not been part of the system, um, does not have access to information of basic information of like, where is my son? 
which is very elitist and so, like so elitist that it's like reminiscent of like slavery to an extent of like this mother does not know where her child is literally because people are not telling her. Um, secondly, oh, I was I, gonna say, I mean, God. like just going off of that real quick, like mm-hmm. they. So this is again, this is the first time that Amari has heard anything about this fantastic world. No one. Like we we know that um, that he has either gone missing or dead doing some line of work, but they did not hit his folks up. Like he had to set contingency plans to let his people know something happened to him. Like they weren't like, oh, okay, we got to sit. Even if it was some like BS, you know, even right. if they couldn't be, you know, if it's top secret, you can't. They didn't, can't say, they didn't say. They didn't have any officials show up in like uniforms and say, yeah, We're nothing sorry to say. You. Yeah, nothing. like even if it's classified, there's no like closure there which yeah. i think is yeah no missing in action notice none yeah of that. like it's just it's radio silence nothing exactly this woman does not belong to the society or whatever mm-hmm. elitism um and then the second my thought about my that i had about elitism here is um the fact that quentin had to be such an overachiever that he had to be accepted to these ivy leagues and have made all these accolades to even have the basic re- uh, requirements met to even be able to show this wondrous world, to be able to see the wondrous world, um, and to be able to bring his sister into this wondrous world. Like, that's the only way they would have had access. And it is ridiculous. Like, I understand that, like, and I love that about us, about Black folk, is, like, we're going to lift each other up and we're going to talk about, like, how we're uh, succeeding and how we're excelling and Black excellence and all of that. But at the same time, it still hits the respectability craft that we still have to like kind of work around because it's like, we're still trying to attain excellence under a system that was not written by us for us. It was written for them by them. And it is completely frustrating um, that like, there's all these cool and wonderful things that come from um, ascribing yourself to the system because these are things that are withheld from you because when you're not, but it's also like very saddening that this is where we are. Um, and it's it's the only access point is to agree to be part of this elitism. Um, that's why I put elitism as my bitch for this episode. Awesome. Um, thanks y'all for listening. Um, join us next week. We will be discussing chapter four of Amari and the Night Brothers. Things are things are gonna happen. Wizard team is Sorry. Like, yeah. I mean, as you know, like things like we said, it's been moving. Yeah. It goes, it's going fast. I don't actually remember what happens in chapter four, but I, I know, I know. <laughs> but things happen. So <laughs> I have a great idea. Something is going on. Yeah. Wizard Team is brought to you by Black Nerds Create. If you want to keep up with our other content, you can check our website at blacknerdscreate.com. Follow us on Twitter at blacknerdscreate at Yana wrote it, at Robin with a Y underscore rambles, and at poor she, uh. Follow us on Instagram at Black Nerds Create, subscribe to our monthly newsletter, and don't forget to rate and review this podcast and anything that you can rate and review of us actually. Like everything, start everything, subscribe to everything. Thank you. <laughs> Bye.